Welcome to the best of the Nick Brown Show, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's your host, Nick Brown. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. And no, we're not doing the group Alabama. We're doing college football fight songs. And that's one that Lynn Scarborough was there when that song was written. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? You know, that's... (laughs) <laughs> That's not far from the truth. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing great too. Two weeks from today, we're just talking off the air. Uh, two weeks from today, I I don't think I'll be on the way to Auburn yet, but I, I am covering the uh, Auburn Clemson game. I'm I'm actually driving down there next week and picking up my press passes. Um, so I'll be in the press box at Jordan Hare uh, two weeks from today, uh, seeing one of about a dozen fantastic football games that are going to be played uh, two weekends from now. We talked about it a lot on the show, uh, on, on your your shows, Nick, and you and I have talked about it a lot off the air. But uh, that, in my opinion, and I think you could actually validate this if you want to take the time and go in and check the rankings and the, and the total wins of the teams that, that are involved in these games, you've got, you've got a greater array of football games in two weeks on that weekend than any weekend ever in the history of college football, in my opinion. Oh, I think one thing for certain about that game that you're going to see, I'm going to make a bold prediction, and maybe you guys will put me on the staff at Lindy's. You know, that's, that's my ultimate dream. Liam, we had a guy on the show this morning whose dream was to umpire in the Little League World Series, and yep. he made it. My, wow. my ultimate dream is to write an article for Lindy's. So I'm going to show you how great I am at predicting. So maybe you guys will consider All me. Right. But um. on September 3rd in Jordan-Hare Stadium, I'm going to predict – that the Tigers will win that game. <laughs> wow, man! I got to talk to Lindy about putting you on the staff because your crystal ball is just amazing. And I, I bet you're going to tell me that three weeks later at that stadium, the Tigers are going to win. That's ex- <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I'm kind of looking ahead, seeing just seeing how your wisdom is probably going to play out. <laughs> you are incredible. All right, I want to surprise you this morning. This is a lot of things I want to talk to you about, but right. I'm going to tell you that I never thought this would happen. But I love reading Lindy's Magazine. We're talking with Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. This is not, it almost pains me to say this. The national edition has now become my favorite over the southeastern edition. Well, it, it's so different in its, in its appeal. Um, if you're wanting to get a very uh, informed insight into all of the teams in the country, so that you, you know something about all of them and you're going to keep up it on a national scale, our national edition is the best magazine in the country. We have, we have equal page attention to every team in every one of like the top 12 conferences in the country, the, not only the SEC, but the Conference USA, the Sun Belt. We, we give all of those uh, individual team attention on the, like the 128 teams and all of those. But then we also give very uh, uh, detailed coverage on a team-by-team basis of, of, of the SCS, the FBS, Division Two, Division Three. Uh, nobody else has that. Uh, we show the, you know, the top teams in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, during the season. We have an All-American team. We have top 25 teams for all of those divisions. Nobody else does that. And, um, and you know, we, we have the most complete coverage of, of uh, really of every team. I, I, you know, a guy that uh, went on the Ukraine mission team uh, with me uh, about a month ago now, we were over in Ukraine talking uh, in the hotel one day, and 
we're talking about our Lindy's magazines, and he said, well, he said, I, I like your magazines, he said, but you won't have anything about my team. And I said, who's that? He said, I went to Hardin-Simmons. Well, Hardin-Simmons, I think they're the Cowboys out in, out in Texas. Yes. So I, I had a copy of the National Edition upstairs. Well, next time I saw him, I had that in my hand, and I said, not only do we, uh, do we have Hardin-Simmons, we got y'all ranked. Uh, here's where we rank you, and we got one of your players on All-American team. And, uh, and he's just blown away. I can't believe anybody even knows about Hardin-Simmons. We've, we've got his team ranked and, and have information about his players. Okay, so, hold up. I want to stop you right there. You're in the Ukraine. Did, how did you do that? Did you do that with the typical lens cover? I'm going to be a nice guy. Yes, we do have Harden Simmons. Or did you just say, put this in your pipe and smoke it? No, we no, cover no, Harden no, Simmons. I'm a nice guy. No, I'm a nice guy about it. I want, uh, I want people uh, going back and uh, you know uh, giving the same message I'm giving about uh, about what we got in the what we got in the publications. The uh, we make you know the southeastern edition. Uh, if you know, it's still it's still the one we you know we sell. We do sell more national than we do southeast. You would expect that since it's sold all over the country. I mean, the southeastern edition uh, it still is is our second best seller, but but uh, more people buy national because we got it every, got it everywhere. But the southeast, we have more coverage of southeastern conference teams, and well, our Big Ten edition also has more coverage of the Big Ten teams. Um, than anybody else. We have more pages, more in-depth, our re- recruiting's more detailed. Uh, so if you're wanting just to know about the Southeastern Conference teams, and, and really that's not even... The Southeastern, not just, yeah, that's right. Because we, we got, you know, we got Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech and Florida State, and I mean, we have the other uh, Southern teams as well within that region, but, but we have eight pages on every team in the Southeastern Conference and multiple pages about the conference, rating the conference and the games and the recruits and the you know we, we go in depth in Southeastern Conference like we don't do for the for the others. But if you're a Southern Miss fan, uh, get the Southeastern edition because we got a couple pages on Southern Miss and we're going to tell you more about Southern Miss in that magazine than anybody else is going to tell you about Southern Miss in a in a in a publication like ours. And you know you know our staff. I mean uh, we don't have a big staff for everything that we do. We've got six or seven full time employees. And uh, we wear a lot of hats, as people in, in your audience know from, from knowing what I do. And, um, and we take it very seriously. And, wow. uh, you know, it's a, we're locally owned. Uh, we're, we're not owned by a big conglomerate. Uh, we've had oper- opportunities that we could have sold Lindy's. Okay, uh, all, right, we, all right. Golden Flake, everything else in Birmingham is selling out. I wonder, you, you tell me that Lindy's, I figured you would have had the opportunity, but Golden Flake selling to a company in Pensacola. I mean, uh, Pennsylvania, great pair, says the bear. So Lindy's is going to stay right there in Birmingham. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, we'll always stay in Birmingham. Uh, I, I, would, I would almost guarantee you that forever we'll be in Birmingham. Now, you know, I mean, I'm getting older, and Lindy Davis is getting older, and that, that, that we'll come, there'll come a time when we'll have to have an exit strategy for ourselves. But, um, but I, can, I can tell you that we have had opportunities to sell this magazine, the, the publishing company, uh, and, and have not done that. Uh, Lindy Davis's dad uh, worked with him to start the, the company. Uh, the signature that's on the front of the magazine was uh, was you know supposed to be Lindy, the signature of Lindy Davis' dad, and uh, and we um, Lindy takes great pride in that. And um, as long as as long as we own it, as long as we've got uh, you know uh, four people that uh, that have stock in the company, and and as long as we own the company, uh, we can control it, and we can we can control uh, the the quality. And uh, and and the depth of what's done, and we can make decisions on what's in there. We can we can have a keeping the faith feature 
in every one of our magazines if we want to, if we think that's the thing to do, and we do think it's the thing to do. And, um, you know, we're going to we're gonna, as long as we can be involved in it, Nick. Uh, and I'm not saying we'd never sell it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it might, but we've, we've certainly not done it over all the years that everybody else has become conglomerates and been swallowed up and, and maybe lost either lost their identity or lost their autonomy. Uh, well, that's not something that we've chosen to do. Okay, now, but you know what? You here and I, you and I have done just did something that we always get upset with people when they do it on radio. You talked about keeping the faith, which is a great part of Lindy's magazine, but I think you need to explain exactly what that is because that's a wonderful thing that you guys do. Well, we, we, de- we devote, and we've done this for, for the last 20 years or more, we devote a page in all of our football magazines. It's, it's called Keeping the Faith. It's a single-page feature. It's a, it's a faith-based, Christian-based, but also teaching sportsmanship and, and, uh, and, and that, that type thing. Good, um, you know, how to, it's just, it's a, it's, we try to, and we've done it in different ways over, over different years. Um, <clears throat> the one this year is about a quarterback for a Division two or three team in Tennessee. Uh, a young man uh, who's had some hardships in his life, had some troubles, had a death, uh, and he came, rose above that, and, uh, and you know, really uh, showed stamina and, and stick to it. This has become a success uh, at that level. We've, we've done stories on people that have fought, uh, fought cancer. Uh, we've done stories on, uh, on people that have, uh, have had opportunities to throw in the towel and have, and have not done that. We've, we've uh, done stories on, on people that have been uh, great teammates and showed good sportsmanship. And um, it's just something we feel like we need to do. And uh, Howard Balzer generally writes it for the NFL edition. He's our, our NFL editor out of uh, out of uh, St. Louis and one of the one of the best known uh, you know NFL uh, journalists in the country. And then different ones write it um, for uh, a guy named Bill Sorrell, uh, who is a freelance writer out of Memphis, writes it most of the time. Uh, I've written I've written it three times. I, I did a uh, did one a number of years ago with my friend Pat Sullivan when Pat was fighting uh, throat cancer. Uh, and uh, and wrote it about that. I did one on a young man named Justin John, uh, who uh, was a big Georgia fan. He contracted cancer, and he died. Uh, and uh, his family let me come in and, and get close to them. And and uh, and the Georgia the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, Mark Rick and David Green, and and those guys. Uh, you know, Mark Rick's a strong strong Christian guy himself, and and a really good example. And they really kind of took Justin under his wing and showed the way that the Georgia coaches and players uh, related to Justin and what that meant to him during his path. And then uh, year before last, I wrote the one about a young uh, a lady named Sherry Smith. Uh, she um, uh, is from Florence, Alabama, Alabama graduate. Um, she was the thing that inspired her to get started. She's she's a cancer survivor. Uh, lives in Atlanta. Uh, her uh, her uh, mother and father, very strong family, and. She's an Alabama graduate, but she was moved by uh, the uh, bad things that was done and the problems it caused uh, by the guy that poisoned the trees at Tumors Corner in Auburn. And it's prompted her to start a series of children's books. And it's now just taken off like a wildfire. And uh, we did a, a, a piece, or I did a piece, on uh, her company, on the, on the way that this got started, on uh, how she used a bad piece of sportsmanship to be teaching good sportsmanship, Two children. Uh, she's got a book for uh, must be sixty or seventy uh, uh, college teams now. I think she might have started pro, um, and it, go, it goes in. It's a it's a drawing type book, but it tells about the traditions of each school, but it teaches sportsmanship, 
and how she's uh, uh, gone through her cancer fight, and that this was the thing that really kept her going through her cancer fight was the the goal to be able to do this. And, you know, we do we do those those type things just just because we feel like it's the thing to do, Nick. And uh, you know, we got so many we have so many negative things in sports. We've got guys that are breaking the law and getting arrested and getting thrown off thrown off their teams and flunking out of school and assaulting people and um you know the the vast majority of people that are associated with sports the coaches the players the fans are good solid people and it seems like that the negative things are the ones that get uh, they put get put out there the most and um and certainly and we have to cover negative things too but there's so much more positive than there's negative um doesn't take a whole lot of effort for us to uh, just devote one page uh in these in these publications that are regional and national about something that we think is worthwhile well, and, I tell you, uh, and again, and as long as, as long as we're in charge of the publication, we're going to do that. Well, I tell you this uh, this week, uh, this copy of Lindy's is Braxton Bogus that you talked about. It was written by Bill Sorrell, but to show you how what a small world we live in, he is playing at Bethel University in McKenzie, Tennessee. And the guy that I introduced to you at SEC Media Day, Clayton, well, that's where yeah. he was a pastor. Was in uh, oh, that McKenzie, right? Tennessee. That's exactly right. Make sure make sure he sees that feature. If I he hasn't already, to. make sure he sees it. Well, actually, when I requested a copy of Lindy's, which is on Shelter Depot, and I told you to send me two copies with the Tennessee balls on the cover, he snatched those up immediately. Good. So, talk to him and make sure he saw that feature. Make I'll, sure he uh, brings his attention to it. Now, I want to talk about action on the field. We're talking to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Lynn takes you to 10 every Saturday morning on the Nick Brown Show. And if the Nick Brown Show didn't end at 10, Lynn would take you to lunch. But that was my other name, Lynn. Lynn takes you to lunch. But... <laughs> Well, I, have, I did take you to lunch. We had barbecue. You did. <laughs> That's right. You finally we went out and ate some great barbecue in, in Birmingham. That weekend of college football, and I have said this over and over, and I say it for maybe it will sink into our listeners, a game that no one really talks about because of all the great showdowns between USC and, and Alabama. To me, LSU and Wisconsin at Lambeau Field is absolutely incredible. The Battle of the Tigers, which you'll see at Jordan-Hare. But the thing I need to talk about is Georgia and North Carolina. That's the one I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, huge ball game. That's a that's a very significant ball game. We got North Carolina picked to win their division uh, in the ACC and play the winner of Clemson and uh, and Florida State that we say will be uh, Clemson for the championship. We got Georgia uh, as the as the guy that's going to give Tennessee the most competition in the uh, in the Eastern Division of the SEC. Um, and you're right, it's a game that would be a headliner-type game most weeks, but now it's relegated to the, you know, what, sixth or seventh best game in the Southeastern Conference yeah. uh, that, that, that week. But, yeah, it's huge. Uh, you've got – Georgia's got two big unknowns. Uh, Georgia's got a quarterback situation where, uh, you know, they're most likely one of the guys from last year is going to start. Okay. They've got Jacob Eason, who is, uh, the, the, was a pretty well consensus number one quarterback in the country. He got like 350 or 400 total yards or something in their spring game. The guy's a fantastic player, but he's still a freshman. All right, let me interrupt you right there. I have a theory, and you always shoot down my theory, so I want you to hear this one. I think Jacob Eason is going to start. I think Kirby Smart has just enough ego that he's going to come in. He's the head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs. He's not going to – I know if if it means winning or losing the game, he will, but Jacob Eason is his guy. Those other two – or Rick, guys, I think Jacob Eason's going to get the start. Well, he could. I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be unheard of. I, I lean toward thinking that a new guy coming in is going to want to build camaraderie and, and not bring bad blood 
with those guys that are there on the team that he doesn't have the personal relationship with that he didn't recruit. And if you've got guys that have been in the program for three or four years um, and, and have been kind of waiting their turn to move to be the starting quarterback, I'm not sure that it's a wise move that a, a first-time coach comes in and says, okay, you've been waiting your time rather than give you a chance to get out there and see if you can get it done before I put an upstart in there that had never taken a snap in college. I'm, I'm going to let him get out there and you not have a, a chance to do it. Uh, and, but that may happen because Easton's that good. But I would just kind of be surprised psychologically uh, if, if that would be a smart move. I think that you're going to have a starter uh, being an upperclassman and with Jacob Easton there with his warm-up suit on. And, uh, and if, it, if it comes to it, you'll see Easton in that ball game. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play in the first game, unless for some reason they're going to try to register him, and I, I don't have any reason to think that would, you know, that, that would happen. I wouldn't want to put – oh, the other, then the other factor there is uh, Nick Chubb and Tony Michelle. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb uh, and Michelle are the two best running backs on any one team in the country if they're healthy. Uh, they both have been injured. Uh, Chubb's coming off a devastating injury from last season, and, um, and, and Michelle had, had the uh, injury, I believe, in the spring and is not yet able to come back. I talked to somebody that attended the Georgia scrimmage a week ago today. And he said that he, he couldn't tell any, any downside from Chubb, that Chubb was running hard and going over people and, and looked like the old Nick Chubb. Um, if that's true, that's certainly a good sign for whoever's at quarterback for Georgia. Um, if, when Michelle comes back, if they're both healthy, uh, they're going to be the two best running backs on any team in the, probably in the country, much less the conference. If not, uh, two best running backs on any team in the SEC is going to be Jalen Hurd and, uh, and Alvin Kamara at, uh, at Tennessee. But you're going to have – some uncertainty at running back depth and some uncertainty at quarterback for Georgia going up against Gene Chizik's defense. Okay, and and I and I don't know that I would want that to be the first the first time that that I had a quarterback ever take a snap was to go up against the defense that Gene Chizik can put on the can put on the field. I know they gave up a lot of points to Clemson, but I mean Alabama gave Who up didn't? That's forty right. to Clemson or whatever it was. And Clemson, Clemson Nick easily has the best backfield in in, in the country. Uh, that, uh, let's take it another step. Clemson's easily got the best offense in the country. Um, they've got, we've got, uh, you know, we rank in, in the magazine you've got there. Uh, we rank the top ten units uh, on offense and defense. And my memory, again, I'm talking from memory on this, but my memory is that we've got Clemson is the number one backfield, the number two or three offensive line, and the number three or four wide receivers. Nobody else do we have with with every element of their offense in the top three or four. Uh, units in the country, and so they're they're easily the best the best offense uh, coming back in the country. Pretty good on defense, but not the best at defense. They lost a good many defensive All Americans. Their defensive tackles are very strong, but they got one really good defensive back. But um, but on offense, nobody's better than Clemson. So I so I give North Carolina a pass there because Alabama's defense was pretty good, and Clemson put up four or five hundred yards on them. Um, but I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to be throwing. Uh, Throwing a new guy uh, with a with a only having one running back up against Gene Chizik's defense to start okay, the season. That, that, that's that what ball. I thought. Of. All right, you got Larry Fedora's offense. You got Kirby Smartness defense. So I told uh, all our listeners today, it goes down to who they have opposite. So Larry Fedora's Mister Offense. He has Gene Chizik for a defense, and I think Gene Chizik. You do the old bird beat going to Gene Chizik is greater than the offensive coordinator at Georgia, which is I believe Cheney. So I would think that. Gene Chizik's greater than Cheney. I'm going to go with the Tar Heels winning this ball game. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I I kind of lean toward um, I kind of lean toward Georgia because 
It's, of course, North you're Carolina's an SEC homer. Wait a minute. It's be All a our listeners crowded. know you're an SEC homer. That's why you well, leave North Georgia. It's going to be a home. No, I tell, I tell you, I'm not. I will. I'll, I take Southern Miss to beat Kentucky, and we can talk about that one in a minute. You talk about a game that is getting totally ignored uh, because of what's going on. Southern Miss and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky does have a returning quarterback from last year, and and I think that Stoops has got Kentucky as a better team than they were, uh, say, say before we got there. Um, and they're going to be a competitive ball team, but and they and they got the home field advantage. But look at Southern Miss. I mean, Southern Miss has got their they're solid down the middle. They got a good running back coming back. Edo Smith comes back at, at running back. They got Nick Mullins at quarterback. Uh, Nick Mullins. Um, you know, I I really like Southern Miss. I think they're a I think that they're one of the most uh, disrespected uh, teams in the preseason in the country, and uh, and I really expect Southern Miss to go up to Lexington and beat Kentucky in that first ball game. And it's going to get uh, it's going to get very little uh, attention before the before it starts. But but I, I I want you and I to talk about it extensively on uh, the Lindy's Conference USA report on the, on the Thursday before the season because uh, I, I want to give Southern Miss some. Uh, some credo there. I think that they're going to. Uh, I think they're going to win that ball game. So yeah, I am a Southern Miss. I mean, I'm an SEC homer most of the time. I do agree with that. But I also hope that I look at it uh, uh, realistically, objectively. And uh, hey, SEC could go six and zero in great ball games. SEC could go zero and six. You know, you could. It's it's conceivable, certainly, that Wisconsin beats LSU, Clemson beats Auburn, Southern Cal beats Alabama, UCLA beats Texas A and M. Florida State beats Mississippi and North Carolina beats Georgia, and there's you the, the six bell cow ball games, nationally great games, all being played. You know the same weekend that Notre Dame goes to Texas, uh, the yeah. same weekend that that Oklahoma plays Houston, and if Houston beats Oklahoma, they may run the table and get in the Final Four. Uh, it's it's just a fantastic start to uh, to college football. Well, you know, and here's the thing: we're talking to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine, and I tell you what, really, if you boil it down to Lynn. You cover the SEC because you live in uh, Birmingham, live in that area, so right in your backyard, the SEC. And then you also know extensive knowledge about every school where, you, where your wife went. Since so you went to Southern Miss, you went to that, that covers about half yeah. the teams we cover. <laughs> so, so really, it's really not the uh, you know when we do these reports, it's really the Lynn and Cindy Scarborough report <laughs> on where they went to school and what it boils down to. Yeah, well, Cindy went to five schools, so but the Montevallo, she got her, she got her the Falcons. She got her master's degree from Montevallo. The, the, the Falcons have got a pretty good baseball team, and they've been in the uh, in the national playoffs. I mean, in the hunt, they they were in the finals. I think a couple years ago, and they've been in the in the semifinals and quarterfinals for several years in basketball. Uh, they got a good ball. Hey, here's you want to look at Montevallo plays Auburn at Auburn in basketball, and they return Montevallo returns a lot. I mean, Auburn's going to have a pretty good team, but uh, but Montevallo's got a good athletic program for their level. They don't. Uh, they don't have football. Of course, Cindy, Cindy's group's looking forward to next season. She's a UAB undergraduate graduate, and uh, and uh, UAB takes the field next year, which is a you can take a whole take a whole thirty minute show on on the the drama and uh, soap opera that was UAB football and the fantastic finish that looks like it's going to have. All right, I had a question for you, you uh, Lynn uh, Lindy's magazine, Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's. Now, I know that Alabama's number one, UMass is one. The Minutemen are one hundred twenty eight. That's right. The question was raised. Lindy's Magazine has Louisiana Tech coming in at 94th in the country. And I have explained it. Lindy's, I take it to the beach of Santa Rosa Island. And so there were a lot of transfers that came in. Had you know they pick up linebacker here, linebacker there, Louisiana Tech, 
would have probably been ranked a little higher than 94th in the country because a lot of people in my neck of the woods are looking for that last game with Southern Miss to decide who wins the division in Conference USA. Well, and I, and I believe, and again, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe that's what we pick. I think we pick Southern Miss first in the division and Louisiana Tech second in the division. And you got to understand the two, two things. One is that we put this magazine out. The, mag, the magazine goes to press the first day of May. And we got Baylor as number five in the country. You think if we started right now, we'd have Baylor number five in the country? If you, know, you did, I would lose credibility in Lindy's magazine. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably want to change my name and have a pen name so nobody would know it was me. <laughs> the, um, the, uh, you know, at, at that time, Art Browse was their coach, and they had a different athletic director, and they had a different university president, and they had a different starting quarterback, and, and they had a, a different set of incoming uh, freshman recruits. And I mean. You know, you can't anticipate what all is going to happen. And, yeah, you've had guys transfer out of the program. Hey, Alabama, uh, they've lost two of the guys that were going to be key in their uh, defensive backfield rotation. Uh, LSU, uh, in, in the last, uh, since the first of the year, LSU's lost two key guys in their wide receiver uh, rotation. They've got two defensive tackles that are gone for the year for injury. Um, well, we didn't know about one of those. But, but you know, you've got things that happen. And, and then we do our rankings have got to be based on strength of the strength of the overall conference. And that's not putting Conference USA down o- overall. But, uh, you know, yeah, we got Louisiana Tech 94th in the country. We might have had them a little bit. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Nick Brown Show. Tune in live every Saturday on ESPN977.com or subscribe to the show in iTunes, on Stitcher, or at redpeachsports.com. <laughs>